you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everybody. This is Melissa. And this is Dane. And we're so glad to be back with you following our podcast. And we appreciate you sharing it and pushing it out to others and all the kind things that you've written to my email, Melissa at Touched by Horse. And gosh, it's starting to be deeper into fall, so you're not having to mow so much. Not having to mow, but uh, I'm still going to work a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah, working at the Gov. Uh, starting to get prepared, like uh, getting the uh, sprinkler blown out and... Winter will be yeah, here. Blow out the fly spray system yeah. and yeah, just prepare for the, the cold weather. We have this very sweet, teeny tiny pond in the back by a greenhouse that's really sweet. And I think the reason we like the pond is we sleep with our bedroom windows open. You can hear the rocks, you know, the water coming over the rocks and that's got to be shut down too. I'm always well, sad about that. The thing is this year, since our system is so big, you know, I usually get the guy with the giant compressor to come blow everything out. Right. I think I'm going to let that go as long as I can and then just bring my compressor just to blow out the pond line. Oh, he'll do everything but the pond and then you can do the pond. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like that because I'd like it to run, like you say, like as long as it yeah. can because I, yeah. I love that But pond. usually I have him do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> the day that he's here, we'll see, because you might go, ah, go ahead and do it. I know how you roll. So that's great. But it but it is some of the some of the work lessons and other work is more. So, you know, it's just kind of how that rolls. And same with the seasons of the rest of the work that I do and you do the interior office work changes. We kind of slow down a little bit. I finished the last of my actual trainings uh, by November 1st and we just shift to different work, right? I do a lot of writing and a lot of program development and different things during different times of the year. But what I thought we might look at today, he loves when I spring these topics on him, but what we might look at today is from my experience as an entrepreneur, how I have found staff and kept staff and been supported by staff and also some mistakes along the way where I kept people longer than I should have and all of that. Are you up for that topic? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. You're so sweet. <laughs> whatever. Well, I get emails from some of our listeners that know that I teach a lot about entrepreneurship and business. And one of the trickier parts of having a business grow and get larger is how do you know when you want to bring on your first employee? And I will say that is a touchy one for everybody. I watch my certified practitioners struggle with it. And what I usually say to them is that there is a tipping point. There's a time when you say, well, but if I hire somebody, I need to pay them XYZ money and I could just work just a little harder and do those tasks myself and not need to give up that money. But that's really false thinking if you go too long in that direction, because the truth of it is having a good assistant, you can offload the things that do not help you build your business and do not bring money in the door onto their shoulders and they're helping you and you go do the things that really matter for pushing your business or your private practice forward. So I, I do remember years ago, I was still living in Arizona and I was at that tipping point. I was running 
that Arizona ranch that we had, 75 borders on that. I was running two businesses, my private practice as a therapist and my horsework, and then also other things. So I was just too busy. I had a lot going on and I really needed an assistant. And I I ran into that. Well, gee, do I give up that money every month or do I just work later and work more and work harder? And what I found was there's a work pool in the world that a lot of people overlook. I didn't have to have them there any specific hours. I needed the support. So a one street over from me was a woman who was the wife of a pilot for Southwest Airlines. Great gal, liked her a lot. I could tell she was an excellent mom. Anytime I was at her house, her house was really super squared away. So I asked her if she'd be interested in the job because she could get them fed and off to work and off to school. And I wouldn't need her past a time when her kids, who were junior high at that time, would be coming home. So she could remain being a great mom and I could have an assistant for five hours a day. So it worked out beautifully for both of us. She was phenomenal at everything she was doing. She had no inbred office skills. She'd never had that kind of a job, but she picked up everything quickly and was great. She answered the phone and prepared bank deposits and you know all the things that we were doing a million years ago. This would have been, I hate to say it, but before we were all on computers all the time. So she would send my newsletters out by fax and she'd stand there on Mondays, you know, going through the fax machine. Well, there's one, cross it off the list and she'd send another one. So I, I just can't believe how different technology is today. And and I'm not a hundred years old. I mean, some of us do remember when we didn't have cell phones in our pockets and the world at our fingers through Google, right? So that was a good lesson for me. It worked out well. She was super honest, super fun. And then I moved to Colorado. So it was goodbye, Megan. I'm going to miss you. And I moved up here and had a series of different employees over time. One was a person who I wanted to give a break to. And I I liked him a lot. I met him as a human being and saw him as a human being. And he did a lot of nice things for me, helping me with the barn and helping me with the heavy lifting on the farm. I was single at the time and he was just a really good guy. But as time went on, I think sometimes greed is a really powerful thing. And he got greedy and he didn't have a car that ran well. So I leased a car. You knew him. I leased a car. And so he'd have good transportation. And I told him, I said, I've signed a lease. You can't put more than 20,000 miles a year on the car. And we're living like 20 miles apart. So we worked it all out so he could do that brand new car. And sadly... He foolishly loaned the car out to his roommate and the roommate put a ton of miles on it. And one day, I think actually you discovered that one day you were talking to him out on the street as he was leaving work. Right. And you looked in and you said, how many miles should he have on that car? And I said, no more than 20. And you said, well, he has like 65,000. I'm like, what? Which cost me a ton of money and cost him his job. So it was a sad lesson for sure. Good person, good guy got greedy, thought he could get away with it. And, and it was unfortunate. It was really unfortunate. So I've had, you know, different, different lessons, I think, in hiring people. I hired a very dear friend who 
really believed in me and believed in my business. And she had been an RN and she was ready to leave the nursing field and, and really wasn't, she was a great nurse and wasn't office material. So that was hard because it's a small business and we were friends and things disintegrated on that over a few years as the business kind of got bigger and outgrew her skill set, had to bring more people on and, and do that. So I think all small businesses have growing pains, you know, as they're, as they're going. I teach my students that as they're building their business, they're going to be working for themselves. And I teach them a concept that I came up with. I call it round table. First movie. I don't know that you know this, Dane, but the very first movie that I saw well, the first movie I saw was 101 Dalmatians, but, but my brother and I, he was five years older than me and our parents let us go to the movies by ourselves. So it was a big thing. I'm like seven, I think. So it was a big thing for him to be able to take his sister to the movies and be without parents. And we went to Sword in the Stone and I loved it. And he did too. And what I got out of that movie was the Knights of the Round Table. I was seven. I didn't really understand it that much. It was an animated movie, but I loved it. I just thought it was a fascinating story. And so I took the concept of the round table and I thought, you know, as an entrepreneur, I have a round table and that round table is seated with people that support my business, such as my fabulous attorney. Tom Beckman, you know him in Longmont. He's an incredible business attorney and a wonderful friend and a wonderful person. He turned me on to Kevin Hopp, our CPA, who's been Hopp Consulting, have been phenom for us, our business and our private taxes too. On my round tables, my vet, that's Iron Horse, veterinary local now, now that we live down here. So the round table, I always think of it as you could... If you owned, you owned Macy's department store, right? Huge company. You're going to have attorneys that are on staff, right? Right. You're going to have an IT department that's in-house. You're going to have, you know, your CPA and accounting department's going to have several employees in a whole department, right? Makes sense? Yeah. And they're, they're employees and they're on salary. But as an entrepreneur, I don't need to know the law. I need to know a good attorney. And I certainly don't want to read the IRS code. I need to have a good CPA. And I'm not a vet. I'm a wise horseman, but not a vet. So I need a great vet. So there's certain people that support your endeavor. And for me, that's hugely important that you build loyalty and build long-term. I think Tom's been my attorney since we moved to Colorado in 95. Kevin Hopp, not much shorter than that, 20-something years. I know that for CPA. So long-term relationships, Kim Beer is on my yeah, round table. Some good, like steady go-to. For marketing. and Yeah, absolutely. It builds loyalty. And for me, one of the most important things is that I send them as much business as they send me, you know? Right, so right. anytime somebody needs someone like that, I'm like, I love my attorney. He's great. He knows his stuff. I love my CPA. So I do a lot of that. It's also like uh, Brianna or insurance. Yeah. Brianna from Great American Insurance. Exactly. So I think when you first start a business as an entrepreneur, you're heady with the thought, I'm the CEO of my own business, but you know what? You're also the janitor. You know, you're everything. You have to know everything. And as soon as something steps outside of your wheelhouse, you have a choice. You can learn 
how to develop your own website and build your own website and become, you know, a web guru, or you can find somebody that's, you know, the wind beneath your wings and will run your website and do your website for you. And certainly that's more true with the professions like accounting and law and those types of things that are so important. So I encourage everyone to think of that round table, take them to lunch, send them a birthday card, take care of your round table and make sure you send them referrals. And every person on my roundtable has sent me business and sent me referrals as well. And they don't nickel and dime me for every phone call when I have a question. Instead, they think of me as a friend and a resource for their business too. And so it's reciprocal. And that's, that's what I love is it's very uh, reciprocal. So that's a huge lesson, I think, for all of us as we're building businesses for sure. Then a lot of people are wondering, should I put somebody actually on my payroll or should I have them be an independent contractor? Now that's a question for your tax advisor. I'm not a CPA, I'm not a tax advisor, but I will tell you that the basic lines of of ethics around an independent contractor is they use their own tools. So they're not using your office or your computer or anything like that. They have their own tools. They make their own schedule. You can't say, I want you to come in Monday, Wednesday, Friday from nine to five. That's not an independent contractor. That's an employee. So independent contractor is like your farrier for instance, or for me, Haley does a great job on our social media, has her own business, owns her own business doing that. And I am her client in that way. She think of her as my round table as well. And she's an independent contractor. So at the end of the year, tax wise, it's handled differently with an independent contractor. The tricky part with the employees is you do have workman's compensation, for instance, and you have different taxes. You have FICA and different taxes on your employees. You don't have those employee taxes on your independent contractors. So what I see is people try to try to save pennies by saying, well, I'm just going to say you're an independent contractor. But what happens there is the independent contractor pays taxes on their end, right? So they're not happy being an independent contractor unless they truly are. And the IRS certainly wants us all to be kosher with how we identify people. So in an office job, workman's comp is nothing. It's not expensive. It's not difficult. So I would tell you if you're hiring an assistant and you don't want to have a virtual assistant, you want a flesh and blood assistant that shows up and supports you in your business, then workman's comp is not going to be a big deal. And if you think, well, this is going to, this person's going to cost me this number of thousands of dollars a year to employ, look at your business and ask yourself, will I make that much or more by having them there? So if I was going to pay somebody $20,000 to be an assistant, a uh, part-time assistant for a year, I want to know that having them there, I'm going to earn more than that 20000 by having them on board. And believe me, one of the first steps that people do is what I tell my graduates to do is to really look and make a list, just start making a list. And the list should have everything that you want to get off your desk and onto theirs. So a good assistant 
can do a whole lot of things for you. They manage the phone, but they also can manage a lot of incoming email that doesn't require you personally. They also can be a person who can, like in my case, they can take them on a tour of the facility. If the person's thinking about coming in one of our programs, they can send them the information. So whatever your business is, if you sell, you make jewelry and you sell jewelry on Etsy and you sell jewelry off your website and you sell jewelry at expo trade shows, let's just say that's it, then your assistant is charged with checking the sales off your Shopify, packing it, shipping it, following to make sure it gets to the client and, and helping you, you know, bank the receipts. So they're, they really, it's like all the stuff that you should not be taking your time to do is there. And in our case, a lot of times for my practitioners, they need to get out in their communities, right? And meet people and tell people what they do and be planning events where people can come see their work and work with them on things. So they have a lot of ways that they can use their time better than doing some of the things like uploading the blog to the website and, you know, proofing the blog and all the things that a great assistant can do for a small business person. So that that's really been important for me. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. So we have, you and I, my friend, we have Amanda and her lovely hubby, Gabe. Amanda feeds our horses, cleans the stalls, meets the farrier or the vet if I'm not available, you know, sweeps out the aisle, keeps everything looking really sharp for the program. And when we're over in California, she's just got, she's got our back, you know, taking, oh my gosh, feeding, feeding chickens and goats and alpacas and everything else. And she's got a great sharp attitude. She's a lot of fun. She's never in a bad mood, just does her job and does it well. And we're very grateful. They live on site on the ranch and it's wonderful for us. We have coaches. We've talked about that in our training program Every student is assigned a coach, and that coach meets with them by the phone or Zoom for a half an hour, two times a month. And so these are super, super good coaches. And so right now, we've had several. Right now, our coach supervisor is my good friend Peggy, Peggy MacArthur, from Birch Corner and Center Sandwich. Birch Corner is their farm, but Center Sandwich, New Hampshire. 
And Peggy has a job of oversight of our coach team. She has a job of basically supporting program development for all three of our programs, equine facilitator, our equine gestaltist, and our advanced GCM. So she does a, she wears a lot of hats, different hats, and works as an independent contractor, as our coaches do. And our current coaches, I hired Marsha Bresick, who I knew from before I did my training program. Marsha worked with me and on a team of coaches that I had in a business networking program. And I love Marsha. She's awesome. She's from Florida and she's just a really cool, cool lady. All of our students love her that get assigned to her. And so Marsha coaches half of our GCM program and about a fourth of our EGC. And then we brought on our graduates after that because we then had graduates who had experience and loved the program and could be really great coaches. So Brenda Westwood stepped up. She's from Montana, just an amazing woman. She has her own EGC business, and then she coaches about a fourth of our students that are currently going through the program. Lauren Born in South Africa, Lauren Mon lives in the state of Washington. I think, yeah. Washington or Oregon. I yeah, always somewhere. get that one. Yeah. I think it's Washington. I'm sorry if I don't have your state right, Lauren. I should know that. But anyway, her heart's in South Africa. That's what's important. But Lauren came on. Lauren's a wordsmith. She's just brilliant and also a grad of the program. And she has carries about a fourth of the program too. And her students love her because when they're working on their websites, she can really help them find original word choices to use to express who they are for their websites and does a great job of keeping them positive and keeping them online through the two years of the program. And then I brought Kirsten on, Kirsten Johnson. At that time, she lived in Arizona and the pandemic was just getting started. And I had let an office employee go and needed somebody in the office that would answer the phone and do all the office tasks during COVID. And Kirsten, boy, she stepped up to the plate and really saved my buns during that time and did a lot of different office tasks. Not her favorite job. She's a, a, definitely not a person that likes to be indoors at a desk all the time. And But she saw it through. <laughs> you know, She saw it through. Once COVID was leaving, she said, you know, boss, I, this is not my wheelhouse. We got to find somebody else that wants to do this. And she became came and was a coach for the program. So she was wearing two hats. She's still a coach for our program and just had her very first graduates at our most recent summit that she had seen from start to finish. And she's a very positive person with them and very encouraging. And I think she's a little bit of a taskmaster, but I'm not sure. So she's having fun doing that. Staff-wise, and I'm so supported by Rissa August. She has been with us for 10 years and good friend of yours, good friend of mine. Yep, She's yep. just like Very family, special. very much family for us. And she runs the merchant account, the dollars and cents. Also, all 70 students in the EGC and 30 students in the GCM, and now all the ones in the 
new program, Equine Facilitator, she makes sure that they are registered for the right trainings on the right days, that they confirm where are they staying. It's big. It's like running kind of a hotel, I guess, coming in and out and in and out and in and out. And she oversees a lot of things uh, such as my calendar. If somebody wants a personal appointment with me or they want to get a paid session with me, it's Rissa that they contact. And I just love her to pieces. She's very organized and and very trustable. And like I say, a decade of solid support for me, both as a friend and as an employee. And so we've been really lucky to have her so long. When Kirsten left, I reached out to another graduate of the program who lived a couple hours from us. And I didn't know what she would say, but I said, I've always been impressed with your office skills and your personality and, you know, the uplift of everything by any chance. Are you interested in a job here at the company? And Cheryl, bless her heart. Her last name is also Pierce, but it's spelled differently. It's I-E-R-C-E. She jumped at the chance, sold her house, like within two weeks, sold her house, moved all her belongings either down here or in storage, found a place to live down here, moved her horse down here to the farm. I mean, it was a major upheaval while she also started right away working. So she was commuting a lot for the first month or two and getting everything sold and into storage. It was an exodus. It was quite a bit. Now she's been working here for well over a year, knows her job really well, does her job really well. And she's had to work with, you know, different situations, growing new programs and stuff that we do around here. Sadly, had to let somebody go at the end of the year last year. That was hard for me. Yeah, She had been a a friend that I rode horses with and also grad and also employed. And I think in the beginning that she did a good job and then over time, lost her passion for it, lost her, lost her way, I'll just say. And it, it, many times I spoke to her about the job and about what she wasn't doing that I needed done and what she wasn't attending to, which was mostly details and a lot of mistakes that were being made. So I, I had to bite the bullet and tell her, I'm sorry, but I can't keep you on. And that was painful. That was really hard. Sadly, most people that I've had to say that to have been apologetic and we've been able to maintain friendships and all of that. Sadly, in this case, she did not listen, wasn't a listener, wasn't interested in and getting the feedback that I think would have helped her be a better employee the next time around uh, for someone else. But that was hard. That was really mm-hmm. hard. But it opened the door for a woman who we hired this last, uh, gosh, how long has Samantha been with us now? Eight six months? months? Eight, six, yeah. eight months. I, I should know that, and I don't. Right. My lucky day, let me tell you. We then are faced with what all employers are faced with right now, post-pandemic, not the usual job pool. We usually would advertise for the positions and have literally a hundred people apply for the job. Rissa or whoever was doing that part of the work would scale it down to nine or 10 for me to personally interview. And that was that. And I've always had really good luck with that. Well, this time that was not the case as it has not been for many employers across our country. There weren't as many people out there looking for for employment, which is pretty shocking to me. I've always been a hardworking person and I was pretty surprised. But we interviewed, I think we interviewed 
five of the applicants, so half as many as we normally would. And we had this one applicant who came on. She is married, has five children, has raised the five children and did a smart thing. When her youngest was approaching uh, 15, 16 years old, she thought about her own life and what she wanted to do. And she went and did a very thorough, excellent education at a local university and is really one of the most capable people on computers and databases and uh, customer service and everything else. She's highly detailed. She's really, really good. And the reason I mention it, one, we adore Sam. Rissa, Cheryl, and Sam work really well together as a team. Also that, you know, she came on and was just blatantly honest. I have not had a job. I've been raising five kids. That's not the easiest start for getting a job. But as she began to speak, I texted Rissa and I said, hire her. She's the one I want. And Rissa said, well, you haven't even texted me. You haven't finished the interview. And I go, let me tell you, I trust my intuition. She's a winner. I want this one. And so we (laughs) ended up negotiating, uh, hiring her away from another big corporation that wanted to hire her, brought her on for two days. She's now working four plus and and is part of our team and I I don't know what we'd do without her so it's really been fantastic. The other team members that I think of, one I mentioned earlier is Haley who does our social media. That's been tough too because I've had different staff members do social media and there's social media and there's professional social media. I'll put it that way. Haley really knows her stuff. And I, she was referred to me and the person who referred her to me said, take deep breath when you ask her how much she's going to cost you because she is not cheap. So they were right. And she's worth what I'm paying her all the way. She knows my program. She knows me. She's good at taking my content and making it uh, exactly the way that I want it. So we're very grateful to have added Haley in 2022, and she's done a phenom job all year. There's a lot of different levels. I mean, I've seen social media people that you can hire for like $99 a month. And for a lot of small businesses, that's more than what you need. And then there's businesses that are dependent on getting the word out on multiple launches. They need a professional social media person that's watching the analytics and taking care of that. It's kind of a full-time job in today's world, I'll tell you. And then somebody who we thank very much for assisting us with this podcast is Jazz Zapatos. I had done podcasts before, but I hadn't done my own. I had a a person last year, Chris Angel, who did interviews and he interviewed, I think 55 of our practitioners and myself on several. That's why when you get your podcast, you see two Touch by Horse podcasts. He did a great job, but I really wanted to bring it home to me doing it. I wanted to do it with my husband, Dane, and I wanted to interview my grads myself. So I thought, well, I'm going to learn how to do this. And I was very fortunate to basically hire Jazz to edit our podcast. She puts that great music in there and does our ads and really does a great job on our podcast. And so we thank you, Jazz, another independent contractor that supports our roundtable and supports us. And then for several, several years now, my friend Kimberly Beer at Midnight Productions has been kind of somebody who's worn a lot of different hats for me. I met her when I was speaking at the Ohio 
equine affair. And I was doing clinician work for them. I was doing, I think, five different presentations for them that year. And Kim was in the booth next to mine working for a famous saddle pad company. And we had some downtime before the booth was opening, before the venue would open. And we started talking and hit it off as friends. And she showed me her photography. Well, Kim, I have been around a lot of equine photographers. I've shown horses at a world level. I have tons of equine photography. To be honest, she has something so unique in what she catches in the horses and what she catches in people that really hits my heart. And so uh, my first association with her was for that, was want you to come out, take photos of our horses and do that. She progressed from there to assisting me with our website. She progressed from there to taking on several of our students' websites. She's worked with me creating a template program so our students have templates that they can plug into and do for themselves in a really brilliant way. She supports us at our summit every year. She's videoed a lot of my work so I can train from it. I, there's just, she wears a lot of different hats. She does too much as an entrepreneur herself. She needs her own assistant for sure, but she's done a lot for everybody. And when my Mac gives me problems, she's my go-to person. So I actually have Kim on retainer and every month she makes that retainer. Plus we became sort of business sisters where I support her business. All of my uh, students and grads do business with her. So as our company has grown, her company has grown and it's been just a wonderful alliance all the way through. I will say that, you know, as our company Touched by a Horse started growing at such a rapid pace, it was growing faster than Kim could keep up. And so there was, was a time when I needed to sit with her and say, when I need something, I, I need it then. I can't wait, you know, and if you want to go on this ride together and, and support each other's businesses, that's great. If you don't, I need to find somebody who can do that. You know, I need to find that marketing person that can do that. And to her credit, she heard me. She understood. She believes in me. She believes in this company. She's now also a grad and has her own practice going. And she stepped up. She stepped up in a big way to the plate. And I love the fact that we're, you know, sister businesses and and really support each other so well. So lots of that, I hope that some of that is helpful to those of you who have small businesses or are looking at ways in which small businesses can be supported by others in a round table versus an independent contractor versus an employee. I know one I forgot and it's out of order, but Rissa, who I talk so highly of, also stepped up to be a coach in our GCM, our advanced program is business coaching. And Marsha and she take that program. Marsha has half and Rissa has half. So that's another one. Wearing two hats is fun, keeps the, keeps the business good. Uh, Scott comes out and rides two of my horses two or three times a week so that when I get on their back, they've been ridden recently <laughs> and don't give me a hard time. So that's, that's a kind of spoiled thing that happens there. And um, yeah, I'm just blessed and feel so grateful to have such a fantastic, fantastic staff and fantastic yeah, support we're, we're, for we're sure. Yeah, we're totally grateful for right. all of them. It's taken a lot of the burden off us. Absolutely. And, you know, hopefully it's a, a joint feeling. Exactly. Know, gratitude. And I don't think I write you a paycheck. Well, that's okay. Yeah, I got a place to sleep. That's pretty good. <laughs> you get a little more than a place to sleep. <laughs> 
honestly, you're my sweetheart and my husband and I love you dearly. And really this whole place would fall down. If you didn't do all the things that you do, I could list a million things that you do for the staff, for the company, for me, for the barn, for the ranch. I mean, just so many things. So thank you. It is a team effort. Thank you so much. Well, I hope that was interesting. And I hope whatever you're doing, if you have questions about being an entrepreneur, you can reach out to Melissa with one S, M-E-L-I-S-A at touchedbyhorse.com. And we appreciate it when you guys email us and we try to craft our podcasts on topics that you're interested in. Throw anything at me and I'll see uh, what we can put together for you. Thank you so much. And we want to thank Hope Through Horses for being a partial sponsor of our podcast. Go to hopethroughhorses.com. Incredible organization helping on many levels for our Touched by Horse Company. Thank you all so much. Have a blessed day. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303 303- Four four zero seven one two five. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.